Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. journey you have just this is Cassie Delora with me right now she is on ET news like all over the place I have watched <laughs> you just work your tail off and block you've always been amazing but like your career has just exploded so, uh, so fun to see your journey and you're in LA yes I feel like you just described it perfectly like it has been a journey <laughs> <laughs> a journey of, from state to state, from, you know, company to company to get to where I am now. It has been just a, an amazing ride so far. And uh, thank you so much for all your support. I mean, it means it means the world to me. And, and I've been watching you and your career and all the amazing things that you have going on personally and professionally. And I just have like the biggest girl crush on you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I sent you a picture. I said, listen, Cassie, I look like pure dog dookie <laughs> right now and she said oh no you could never look bad and I sent you the worst picture you've ever seen admit it no you still look stunning but <laughs> see you're you're a natural beauty and most importantly you are beautiful on the inside too and that's all that matters <laughs> oh look at you making people feel good uh no for real you are stunning so talk to me about this journey that you've had how you've gone from state to state job to job how did you even get started where are you from what sparked <laughs> this interest in you to chase this hosting dream because you are just a badass so let's, let's, let's oh, hear about it thank you i'll try to keep it as short and concise as i can um but it has been a wild ride that has taken many years but i'm from detroit originally and growing up i always wanted to be a pediatrician until i realized i don't like blood and i don't like vomit so i do i don't think uh going into the medical field is really right for me and so i just reconsidered my passions and i'm like well i love talking to people i'm a very curious human being. And I love the bright lights of Hollywood and celebrities. And I mean, I grew up watching ET on the couch with my mom and just to be able to now say I work for that company is just, I mean, I still get the chills. I still pinch myself. It's, it's this full circle you know, realization too that, you know, I'm from a small town in Michigan and here I am living my dreams out every single day in Los Angeles. I look out my window, I can see the Hollywood sign. I just, it's, it's mind boggling to me, but I've been so blessed throughout my journey. I knew in high school that I wanted to pursue journalism. And so, you know, that when it came time to picking colleges, I mean, I, I already had narrowed it down, which is a huge blessing because think about it, a lot of a lot of people 
especially high school seniors, they don't really know yet what they want to do, where I kind of had that advantage so that I was able to really target the school and the program necessary to give me the tools to, you know, continue on and, and build, the, you know, build my journey. And so I ended up going to Syracuse University in upstate New York. They have one of the top-notch journalism programs in the nation. And four years there really honed my skills, especially working on camera. And it was so funny because the first day of my journalism class, the professor went around and was like, okay, everyone, tell me what you want to do. And who is someone in the industry that you look up to? And I, it got to me and I had said, um, you know, I want to go into entertainment news and everyone kind of just like chuckled because especially at Syracuse university, like that wasn't a thing. It was more, you go into the local news or you go into sports and that's it. So I kind of had to make my own path there and do my own thing. So when everyone was doing their, their sports news hits and whatnot, I was always pitching, Oh, can I, can I do entertainment? Can I do an entertainment roundup? Uh, I called it my Hollywood headline segment. And <laughs> And, you know, just really kind of had to make my own opportunities. And even to this day, too, you have to continue to create your own opportunities. If you want to do something, you got to make it happen yourself and be your biggest cheerleader. And after I graduated Syracuse, I moved to Chicago, actually. So I was, you know, I was from Detroit. So Chicago wasn't too um, drastic of a move. It was still in the Midwest, but still gave me that big city feel. Um, and I was able to, to do entertainment there. I worked for a company that was called Celeb TV, super small company. And they are really um, a sports production company, but had a side entertainment entity of the company. And I kind of did that with four other people. It was a super small team. And basically we just produced videos every single day for partners like MSN and Comcast and Hulu. And I produced, I hosted, I wrote all my own scripts. And I mean, I was- Dang making, girl. Oh, oh girl, I do it all. I white balance the camera. I edit all of it. Good for <laughs> but, you. Um, I mean, I was making pennies out in Chicago, but I, I learned so many valuable lessons in that first job. I mean, I worked with someone who was just God awful to me and really tried to stunt my growth, was very jealous. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, it was a nightmare. And you know what? I always said the truth will always prevail. You just got to keep your head down. You got to do your own work, worry about yourself. And at the end of the day, let your work show for itself. I, you know, wasn't in the business of running to my boss and being like, oh, so-and-so's doing X, Y, Z or so-and-so. That boss already knew. That boss, right. like I said, the truth will always prevail. And long story short, that person ended up getting fired and I got promoted to that person's job. And it was one of the most satisfying feelings. And I was so proud that I, you know, never crumbled and complained or yes. anything like that. I just kept my head down, kept doing the damn thing. And then the company ended up folding a couple <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> but you know what? You stay true to you, which is yeah. amazing. They actually, so the day that I was supposed to sign a two-year apartment lease in Chicago was the day that they called me in and they were like, hey, we're actually, you know, letting you go. We've decided to fold the entertainment division of the company and just move forward with doing our sports stuff. And I just thought, I'm like, I was supposed to be boxing up my apartment and moving to, you know, a cooler place in Chicago. I got a promotion. Everything was great. And instead I was boxing up all my stuff to move back home to Detroit. And the sense of failure I felt in defeat was just so overwhelming. And I got back home to Detroit with my family and I said, okay, it's January now. If I don't have a job by May, I just have to move out to Los Angeles and just, you know, take the plunge and do it. And um, I ended up kind of just keeping tabs on, you know, job sites and Facebook and indeed.com, everything where you, you know, apply for different jobs and nothing, nothing, nothing was opening up. And then I realized I had to lie on my resume and say I already lived in Los Angeles in order to be even considered for a job out here. And, and the competition is fierce out there. I mean, oh my God, it still is like, I mean, yeah. Trying to be a host in entertainment news, I mean, you know how it is. It's, it's tough. There are, are 
a ton of different guys and girls who are all so incredibly talented and are deserving of these jobs and there's not a lot of jobs available. So it's, it all comes to timing and so far timing has been in my favor and God has blessed me with an amazing path. And I ended up finding a random job on Facebook that was like a five week trial for um, a Fox show called top 30. So I got the notification and I had about four or five days to get to LA and everything. Oh my gosh, four or five days. Oh yeah. I packed up my boxes, literally brought them to FedEx, shipped them out to Los Angeles. You know, I talk about how timing is everything. And a girlfriend of mine from back home in Detroit, she had already been living out in Los Angeles and her roommate was randomly moving out in the middle of May, right when I needed a place to live. So I was able to move right into her apartment with her and she's still one of my best friends to this day. So having her to kind of help me settle into the big city was very helpful. And I did that job for five weeks. It paid amazing. And I was off camera for that. So I did um, all the social media for the, the, the team while we were doing it. And it just you know, I, I had to do the social media for all the hosts and that You're was like, that's what I want to do. I'm like, that's what I, and I, I knew though. I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm going to do you know what, what I've been tasked it's, to do. It's so good though, to learn every side of the business. And like mm -hmm. you said, now you're producing, editing, doing every single, you can do every part of the business. So the fact that you started off yep. with all these different jobs, I feel like that just is, it just like puts so much ammo in your belt, you know, like it's just so oh, great. Especially with, you know, talking about how much competition there is, the yes. more you know, and the more that you can bring to the table will make you such, you know, it'll it just bring your value up even more to any employer. And I think that's why I have been able to continue to elevate in my career at such a young age. And really, it goes back to Syracuse and, and being taught everything from the beginning. I mean, I know how to white balance a camera. I mean, I used to take out my own camera set as a MMJ, a multimedia journalist and go out and, and set up my camera, set up my shot, and then go back into the studio and edit everything together. And even now at ET, I pitch my own interviews. So I'm seeing the, the process from beginning to end because I'm pitching it and then I'm producing for it. I'm writing all of my own questions. I do all of my own research and then, you know, we shoot the interview and then I will produce it together. So I'll go back and I'll look at the footage. I'll take the time codes. I'll get the B-roll together and, and pull the different assets to line up with what the person is saying. And then I will make all the headlines, all of the headlines, all of the, the descriptions, the SEO, all of that I do. And then I see it through to social media. And then I send the links back to the representative and whatnot. I mean, really from start to finish. And then on top of that, I'm also like, I've done, I've done brand deals with the company. Like I've brought in money to the company. I mean, just being able to do so much just it makes you invaluable and hopefully irreplaceable. <laughs> I agree. And something else that you talked about that I think is so, such a blessing. And you said this too, is when you know what you want to do at a young age, like you knew mm -hmm. in high school, that is just yeah. such a blessing to be able to just zero in and focus right. in on what you're doing. So instead of just going to college, which I mean, so many people don't know what they want to do and you got to right. figure it out along figure the way. But, out, right. but to know that and to be able to use those college years so effectively, yeah. that is just, that's, I always say it is such a blessing when you can figure out what you are good at at a young age. And sometimes you can't, and that's just mm -hmm. the roll of the dice, but gosh, that's so awesome that you were able you to zero in on that. Yeah, you save time and money because <laughs> yeah. I was able to, you know, knock it out in four years where I didn't, you know, have to go to a grad school or anything like that. And, you know, it just, I, I knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. And I had really great internships throughout my college years too. I worked for E! News. I worked for Ann Curry at NBC. I worked at the Olympics in Russia with Dang. NBC. So, I mean, I, oh, I, girl, I, when I tell you God has been so good to me on my journey, I mean, I have learned from the best 
best and I've worked with the best. And I mean, if you told me years and years ago that I would be able to call up Juliana Rancic and just shoot the shit with her, I would be like, ha good joke. You know, now, now she is my mentor and she's a great friend of mine. And I mean, I just, like I said, I've been so, so, so blessed on my journey. And I, you know, I still, I still have ways to go. I'm still learning and developing my skills every day, but I'm so fortunate to be able to be at a company like Entertainment Tonight and have the opportunities that I do from a, from a digital perspective and also on the broadcast as well. I mean, I just, oh, I'm so blessed. So talk to me about that. I want to talk to you about God and your journey because you keep saying God blesses you so much. Yeah. And, I, and he has. How has, like, first off, I believe, like you said, when things open up, like you moved in mid-May, you needed a place in LA, and then all of a sudden you have a friend and the roommate's leaving and you can slide right in. To me, like when stuff starts lining oh, yeah. up, that means you're on your path. How do you 100%. know when you are on your path? Like, how can you tell when God is leading you? What does that feel like to you? And how do you follow that? Honestly, there is no feeling really that I can put into words other than just knowing that I have someone who has my back, someone who really has not steered me wrong. And I kind of have to take it with okay, so far he has given me X, Y, Z, and he has gotten me this far at 27. He's not going to steer me wrong now. He's not going to lead me astray. And I think that I am using the gifts that he has given me to help other people. And to me, that's very rewarding as well. And, and you know, I'm obviously trying to give back as much as he has given me and as much as other people have given me in my journey so far, even just with helping out younger girls who reach out to me all the time. Hey, can you read my resume? Can you look over my reel? I will never not answer anybody. I swear to God, people, you, they reach out to me on LinkedIn. They will email me. And every single person I have gotten back to with advice, I've taken the time because people have taken the time to do that with me. And people are sharing their gifts that they were blessed with to help me on my journey. And then also just being able to have this platform now to give back to others is one of the most rewarding things I can do as a woman of faith as well. And then also talk to other women of faith in the industry too, like Sadie Robertson, for example. She is just leading by example and she's just such an inspiring woman. And, you know, I just, it's, it's almost like love. I feel like God's love though. Like when you know, you know, you just know he's there. And I pray because every single time I've ever prayed for it to be okay, it always has been. And I know I've had to be very, very, very patient on my journey, but he gives me signs. I pray for signs all of the time. What and are some I could, signs I mean, that you've gotten? Oh my gosh. So I, I pray to my grandfather, who is my guardian angel, and his birthday is July 6th. So his birthday is 706. And I get his, his numerical sequence all the time. All the time when I know, like when I pray to him, it'll come in like it'll in the morning, I'll get it in, in the afternoon, I'll get it and at night, I'll get it for like three or four days straight. And then all of a sudden what I prayed for either kind of comes into fruition or whatever it is, I'm, I'm brought to peace with it. But when I was actually really struggling at my previous job before Entertainment Tonight, I was waiting for the call from ET, waiting for them. It was like a three month long process and I was getting impatient and I just, I had to trust in God. I really believe that I was going to get this job at Entertainment Tonight. And I said, Grandpa, God, please give me a sign that it's going to be okay. And that, you know, I just need to be a little bit more patient. So one day I got in my car and I was driving to work and a brown butterfly just flies onto my windshield, like on the, on this, actually it was on my side mirror, like side mirror of me driving. So I like turned to the left and I'm like, oh my God, this beautiful butterfly is staring right at me outside my window. I am not kidding you. I drove 10 minutes to work at 40 miles an hour and the thing did not leave my window. I pulled in the parking lot and I rolled down my window, doesn't fly away. It's just staring at me. And so then it has like some spots on it. And so I went to Google, of course, and I was like, you know, Googling the description of this butterfly. 
I am not kidding you. The meaning behind this butterfly was good news is coming. Be patient. I started crying. I mean, I was in tears. I called my mom. I'm like, oh my God. I was, I was in a parking lot talking to a butterfly. I mean, I was just so grateful. And sure enough, within a week, I finally got the call that I had gotten the job. And I just, I knew everything was going to be okay. And, and I'm very intuitive and I trust the process and I trust signs and I trust timing. And I trusted my grandpa with that one. <laughs> That's true though. You have to, I love that you are so confident in trusting the process mm-hmm. and trusting signs because I feel like I also trust the process and trust signs, but sometimes I lose my shit and like, I can't like, yeah. I like, I don't, I can't keep it all together. I get anxiety and I kind of like yeah. spiral a little bit. Do you ever have those moments? Or are you pretty good at staying centered? pretty good at staying centered because it goes back to he has never steered me wrong so far. And any time there has been an opportunity that I have not gotten or I have not received that I really wanted, I know it was because there is a bigger plan for me. Of course, I've cried and I've been upset about not getting a certain job, but it has led me to where I am right now. I mean, I struggled for a year and a half trying to get a new job when I was at my previous company. And then all of a sudden I had two opportunities at once and I prayed for whatever one was right for me would fall into place. And it did. But I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's struggles of course in, in the day to day of what we do. And of course it's easy to get anxiety. And it's something that I really haven't struggled with in my life until I turned 27 this year, to be honest with you. I have been actually dealing with panic attacks within the last couple weeks. And maybe it has something to do with being locked up here in quarantine and, you know, just really having too much on your mind. But it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just, I pray and I trust that it'll all be okay. And that's kind of what how- are you nervous? What are, what is fueling the nervousness or the, the anxiety? I think it's a mixture of different things right now in quarantine. Um, obviously, I'm still, I, I mean, I'm still employed. I'm healthy. So I have a lot of blessings that a lot of people don't right now. And I don't take that for granted. But I think, you know, with work, to be completely transparent and completely honest, sometimes you feel like you're in a rut per se and like, how can I continue to grow? How can I elevate myself? And not necessarily finding a new job because that's not where I'm at right now. I love entertainment tonight and I want to stay with the company as long as they'll have me. And I've been very lucky to be able to kind of hone in on the country music industry and kind of, kind of, I don't want to say spearhead, but be an integral part of the the presence of country music within entertainment tonight. But now I'm kind of struggling with how can I elevate that now? How, how can I continue to push through when there may be barriers or whatnot? Um, and then also on top of that, you know, work and then personal life. I mean, I'm, a, I'm all alone out here in Los Angeles and, you know, my family's back home in Detroit. And that's, of course, you know, during these times, hard. It's, it's tough to be away from family. And I mean, I have a great close-knit unit of friends here in Los Angeles, but we all got to be socially distant. So I can't see them. Of course, there's FaceTime and, and all of that and Zoom. But that's just straight up but, hard, though. It really is. How do you deal? How have you dealt with that quarantine-ness of having to be locked up and by yourself. I mean, that's, that's, it gets lonely. Even if we can connect through all these media outlets, it's still, that's a, that's a hard thing going from being around people all the time. You know, I have drank more wine in the last five weeks than I have in the last five years. I swear to God, but uh, I will say the days are going by very quickly. Like I said, I'm, I'm obviously very blessed to be able to have a job right now. And so that takes up most of my day from, you know, eight in the morning till five, six at night. And, you know, when, when that kind of winds down, I do, you know, FaceTime my friends and kind of have group chats and I'm finding myself talking to more of my friends that I really haven't taken the time to talk to in a very long time. And, you know, that, that temporarily brings joy to my heart. And then I, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm still alone. I'm still alone. There's no one here, but I, um, you know, I like to get outside and get into nature. And I mean, obviously all the, the canyons are closed here and we can't go on hikes and whatnot. So just, 
walking around Hollywood, the lovely little streets of Hollywood and, you know, trying to get that inner peace with nature. But, um, I mean, it's also, I'm, I'm single. I have been for, for almost three years now. I'm very, I always say I'm married to my career, but in a time like this, I'm not going to lie. It would be really nice to have just someone here to talk to, hang out with, share this crazy journey me of quarantine with. So that's also something that's been like kind of weighing heavily on my mind too. You're such a catch though. I feel like everyone in the <laughs> world would want to date you. Are you super picky? I am insanely picky. I would think I, so because everyone is like lined up to date you. Stop it. I just, you know, like I said, I'm married to my career and I barely, and I think that's intimidating to some men, to be honest with you, because I, at the end of the day, will always, at least right now in my career, will choose my career. And, you know, I think, I mean, I barely have time to go to the gym and keep up with myself, making sure I'm getting enough sleep, going to the gym, eating healthy. And then like, if it were to, to have someone else in my life right now, just with where I'm at in my career trying to elevate, I just, not that they would be a distraction, but they would have to be really, really great and almost be a teammate along in this journey and understand where I'm at um, for them to be, God, this is going to sound so awful, like let into my life per se. Well, here's the thing. You work so hard to get where you are. You have a timeline mm -hmm. of like, you got to you got to you got to keep it going. You got to keep it moving. You want to accomplish these goals like you mm -hmm. want to grow your career when you're young, when you have all this energy and this motivation and the talent is bubbling out and you're just <laughs> ready to work. So it's like I get that. You really yeah. want to spend all this time focusing on your career because yeah. what better time than now, you know? And then when you get settled a little bit more into it and when you mm -hmm. feel like okay, I really feel like I am in a place where mm -hmm. I can add more stuff to my life. I get that. Like, honestly, yeah. my, I did all sorts of random careers cause I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I started. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do entertainment, but I did, my career was my whole life until I hit my thirties. And then I hit my thirties yeah. and I was like, Oh my God, I want to have a family and a kid. Like I like, that's like a burning important thing to me. And it wasn't mm -hmm. For a while until it became the burning important thing to me mm -hmm. and then I was able to reframe it all and work it all in together but like yeah I get that a hundred percent I mean I I firmly believe that God has the the most perfect man for me picked out and when he is ready to give that man to me he will and I I mean I think I'm also born to be a mom I mean I oh God, yes I always growing up, like I was always babysitting, you know, in high school, other families. And I, I love kids. And I think I'm going to be a great mom one day. And, and God willing, that happens. I just right now in my career, I want to be able to put 100% into my career so that later down the road, I can feel like, okay, you know what, I checked that off, I gave it my all. And now it's time to give my all to my husband and a family. But then also, I want to be a working mom too, because I want to set that example for my children that you can have it all. I just, right now in my career, I feel like I have to be at a place with a little bit more security and be able to know that I accomplished everything that I wanted to first before that. Does that make sense? Oh, of course. Totally. Okay. I get does it that. Sound, does it sound selfish? No, it sounds smart. I mean, I think everybody has their own journey. And so like, that's why I love talking to amazing women like yourself because everybody has a different blueprint. And like you're saying, you're so driven by God and like him leading you and you try, he's led you this far. He's not going to let, I love that. I don't know exactly what the verse is, but I think it's what you're saying. God loved me this far. He's not going to leave me. Is that actually yeah. a Bible quote? It sounds like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So he I should you. actually look that one up. <laughs> but he led you this far. You've been yeah. trusting him. He's been opening and closing doors to lead you to this spot. You mm -hmm. have a feeling on your heart that is guiding you. And to me, yeah. the best way that I have figured out to honor God in my life after I am such an emotional person. I don't know what you are on the Enneagram, but I'm a four and I just like, am so emotional. Like my feelings are go all over the place, range up mm -hmm. and down and I like spiral and have anxiety. But what I come, have come back to with God is he gave me desires on my heart. 
he is giving me nudges that I mm -hmm. feel inclined to follow. He is giving me desires that are unique to me. And so as long as I just trust that and believe that that is God telling me, yeah. this is what I put you on this earth to do. These are your talents. This is what, these are the doors that are opening for you. Like mm -hmm. I just have to follow that because otherwise I don't know how to make sense of this life. So I think you're doing it perfect. And for you, you have identified at an early age what you love. You started following that at a young age and like honing your mm -hmm. skill. Doors have opened, doors have closed, but you followed them and you still have this burning desire to do this. And mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you should stop on this level at any time. So you shouldn't. That's how I feel. I, yeah. I feel like you should just trust your intuition. And that to me is God. I mean, someone might disagree, but that's how I've summed it up for my life. Now, mic drop moment right there. I mean, I have, I have chills just listening to you. I mean, yeah, God has, I, like I said, I firmly believe that he has laid out everything in my, in my path so far, and he's going to continue to bless me, hopefully, God willing. And also I have an amazing support system with my family. I mean, my mom is my biggest fan. She's the cutest thing in the world. Like she'll, she does not miss one thing that I do with ET. I mean, she Aww. watches everything. She is always there as my biggest cheerleader. Sometimes critiques me a little too much. <laughs> oh, I don't like your pink eyeshadow today. I'm like, hey, I'm experimenting. Leave me alone. But no, she she has, I mean, since day one when I said, you know, hey, Syracuse, like, you know, this is something that I want to pursue. You know, it's in New York. It's eight hours away from home. She was like, let's go. Let's get in the car. Let's go take a visit. You know, she has been my biggest supporter along the way. And I think that's also a big motivation for me too, is I want to make her proud. I want to make God proud. I want to make my brother, my family, I want to make everybody proud. And, you know, I, I know that she is so far and it's just, it, it fuels me to want to keep going and keep, chasing more dreams, bigger dreams, and see where, see how far I can go. As a new mom, which I am, I love hearing you have this relationship with your mom mm -hmm. because that's my dream is to have that with my yeah. daughter, Sunny, is I want her to feel like I'm her biggest cheerleader. I want her to feel like anything that she wants to do, she can do. Like I get emotional talking about all this stuff, but like Aww. what has that done for you as a daughter to have your mother be like, I believe in you you can do this. Let's go. Like, how does that wire a little person? Like when you're young, like forming these dreams. It's so interesting because growing up in high school, we were, I mean, we've always been super close, but it wasn't until I left the house that we became even closer. I mean, we talk pretty much texting all day, every day. We speak on the phone um, once or twice a day. Um, anytime I go on a shoot, an interview, she's always like calling, just say, hey, good luck. Uh, can't wait. What are you wearing? Send me a photo. <laughs> but, you know, in high school, it was so interesting because she was so strict with me. And I always resented her for it for a long time until I got older. And I realized, I'm like, I'm going to be the same way with my daughter. I'm like, you're not going to be driving in cars with boys because I know what happens in cars with boys. You're not going to be doing that. I mean, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup for a very long time. And when I was younger, I was always like, why, why, why? And now I get it. And I just, I mean. She wanted her, to protect your innocence. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I, I just, I've learned so much from her. She is the strongest, strongest, strongest person that I know what she has been through in her life personally. I just, you know, it's, it's honestly, it, obviously I have my own goals and dreams to fulfill for me personally, but I want to almost fulfill them for her too, in the sense of just, she gives me that motivation to want to succeed because she has sacrificed so much in her life for, for myself and for my brother that I want to be able to be in a place one day where I can be like, Hey mom, here's your new Jaguar. You deserve this. Thank you for all of your support for all of these years. Now I can finally give something back to you. And she doesn't need a material item to feel proud of me or to feel fulfilled. I know that if I were to quit tomorrow, she would be like, you have done an amazing job. You're the best, this and that. But, you know, I want to, I just want to, like I said, continue to see where this takes me. And, you know, I feel like she's living vicariously through me. And that's such a blessing to be able to, to do that. 
for her and with her. She's, she's really, she's with me. She is my teammate and maybe thousands of miles away from each other, but she's my teammate through all of this. Man, to have someone who is just your teammate like that, that mm -hmm. is so empowering. And so many people make their dreams happen without a strong teammate too. But like, I just know for me too, when I've had someone so strong supporting me, believing in me saying, you can do this. I'm with you no matter what, go for it. Like it just gives you confidence. It really does. And she's leading all the prayers. She leads <laughs> all the prayers for me. I mean, every morning, every night, throughout the day, she is praying for me. I mean, before I went into my interview, um, you know, a couple years ago with ET, she was like, okay, let's get on the phone. Let's say a prayer that everything goes well. And like, I mean, she, so I know that God has my back. She has my back for sure. And I just, it's, it's God, I'm like, I'm smiling ear to ear, just, you know, thinking about her and all the support that she's given given me and it's it's amazing this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. So what's been one of the most nerve wracking interviews that you've done where you were literally like, oh my gosh, I am peeing my pants. Gosh. Um, God, it's always, everyone always asks, who's the favorite? Who's the least favorite? And it's always so hard to answer those type of questions. Or I mean, which you one know. surprised you the most? What interview surprised you the most? Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think. I interviewed Miley Cyrus back in the day, and this was during her, um, remember when she released the song Malibu? Yeah. And this was like during her phase of happiness with Liam Hemsworth and new music. They had just, you know, reconciled after their breakup. And I just, I expected someone totally different, but she was like the sweetest soul. She was so open with me and very, very, very just nice and kind and le kind of left that imprint after on me where I left the interview and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I always liked her, but I like, I really like her now. And what's so funny is like, it was almost a full circle moment because years and years and years before that, back in Michigan, she was shooting a movie called LOL and it was filming in my hometown. And I had run into her at the mall at our local like Somerset mall. And you know, me, I, I chase celebrities all the, I mean, that's, that's what I do for a living. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, the bright lights of Hollywood here in Michigan. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get close to the scene. I gotta get close to the action. And so, and I obviously don't do this now, but I went up to her and I was like, hey, Miley, like, I hate to bother you. I was like, can I just take a photo with you really quick? And she kind of like, you know, she might've had a bad day or whatnot, but I did not have like that experience that I was hoping with at the time. And so it's so interesting because then fast forward years later during this interview, I was like, oh my God, like totally like redeemed yourself for all of that. 
<laughs> but I um I had an interview recently with Garth Brooks and you know he is hands down one of the kindest, most loving individuals, especially in country music. And I'm not gonna lie, I was I was sweating a little bit before that interview. It was a sit down interview. We had 15 minutes. He was um, receiving the Gershwin Prize by the Library of Congress, and this was in Washington D.C. And only E.T. was with him before he received this award. And you know he's he is like the cream of the crop, and he is just like one of the most successful successful people especially in country music and I'm like sitting down with him and you know it, it, it was one of the most riveting conversations and we had music of his mother's that was actually in the library of congress that they pulled out to put on the table um you know next to him during this interview and he was just fascinating and I mean I, I get the jitters before interviews but I was like I can't mess this one up I'm like he's Garth Brooks what have you learned about celebrities that maybe before you were an entertainment host and you had ideas about celebrities what have you learned about them now that you've had such intimate experiences and conversations with them I think at the end of the day celebrities are just like you and I they are sitting at their houses they may be mansions a little bit different than my apartment, <laughs> but they're sitting at their homes with their families during quarantine and they're picking up the phones and they're, they're FaceTiming with their friends and their family. And at the end of the day, I mean, they, they are people who, yes, they are in the spotlight and people care about them for a number of different reasons, whether it be because of what they do with their platform or whether it's the glitz and the glam uh, that, that comes along with being in the spotlight in the industry. But at the end of the day, when they go home and they lay their heads on their pillows, they really are just like you and I. And they are people too who started off, you know, chasing their dreams. And that's the coolest part for me is that whenever I talk to someone and they're promoting their project, I'm like, I, I resonate with them on the level of like, holy cow, you're all you're so successful in your career because you chased their dreams to where I'm I'm sitting in this interview being inspired just by that mere fact that I'm like, this person has led by example. I can do whatever I want to do. This person has. This person's also from a small town and you know, so and so, and they've been able to be who they are now. And, you know, at the end of the day, they really, they really are just like us, humans living their lives, chasing their own career dreams. Just, you know, some have more spotlight on it than others. Totally. I totally agree with that. So during this quarantine, what it's obviously been a really hard hit for our nation, for the world, for everyone. Mm -hmm. But like everything, there's always a, a yin and a yang, a good and a bad. Mm -hmm. What do you think the positive is that will come out of this? I think one of the most positive things that we're all learning right now is to appreciate the small stuff. Yes. I mean, I found myself sitting on my patio the other day just absolutely blown away by the beauty of a bird chirping. And, you know, we have the most incredible quality of air right now in Los Angeles and is, you is, feel is that noticeable oh my gosh you could you can see the mountains the the you can see the snow on top of the mountains uh you know past the Hollywood side I mean it is you go out for a breath of fresh air and besides the seasonal allergies that apparently I now have it is it's so refreshing to be outside and you know I think we're all craving that interaction with people um my last concert that I went to right before quarantine started was uh Blake Shelton and I just had so much fun with my friends and my actually my mom and my brother were in town so we we all went together and I miss that. And so for me, the next time I'm able to do that, I'm going to cherish it even more because I didn't know that was the last concert I was going to be able to go to. You know what I mean? And, you know, from a work standpoint too, I mean, I miss, I miss red carpets. I miss award shows. I miss being able to go to all the, the events that we have. You know, I got an, an email the other day that says you're invited. And of course it was for like a virtual zoom to meet a new artist, but I, it was like bittersweet because I miss being invited to go places. And I think that we're all going to cherish things a little bit more after this. I mean, you know, we were all supposed to be in Vegas together in early April to be at 
the ACMs. And now that things, we don't know when things are going to happen now and if they're going to happen. I mean, there's talk here in Los Angeles from our mayor of not knowing whether we're going to have events, sporting events, concerts until 2021. And that's so scary to me. Obviously, health is, is first and foremost. And whatever needs to happen, you know, I, I will be accepting of that. I will follow protocol. I will remain in my home. I will be socially distant. But you can't help. I'm human. You can't help but to feel bummed out about missed opportunities like, you know, those red carpets and, and whatnot. Obviously, I understand there are bigger right, problems. Right, right, but right. But for me personally, like that's kind of my, that's, that's my immediate feelings because it directly affects me. Yes. Oh my gosh. But we're so, going to be, we're going to be so much more grateful for all the little things after this. And, you know, also I hope more appreciative of our health heroes, especially those who are delivering all of our packages, those who are saving people's lives at the hospital, those who are risking their lives every single day to go to work while we, you know, get to sit home and, you know, ride this thing out. They are, you know, risking their lives. So what is, if you had to define what success is to you, what would you say? Wow. That's, wow. I'm, I'm, I talk for a living and <laughs> um, you got me speechless. <laughs> I think, you know, a couple words popped into my mind when you say like define what success means to you. I, the word belief popped into my mind, faith, and the word proud. And I think it's just combine all those together. And that's what success means to me. I want to be able to get to where I'm going because of my faith, never lose my faith once I get to where I'm going. And then I want to make God proud. I want to make my family proud and belief in the sense of, yes, I believe in God, but also believing in my dreams and that I have the capabilities to achieve them and I can achieve them no matter what, as long as I keep my mind and my heart focused on why I'm doing this. Um, of course, there's the glitz and the glam of the industry that are so fun. Oh my gosh, don't get me wrong. I love the fancy designer dresses and whatnot and getting all dolled up for a red carpet. But at the end of the day, the platform that I have to bring awareness to really incredible stories and people who are using their platforms to do good is the most rewarding thing I can do as a journalist. Yes, people are probably rolling their eyes, you know, thinking, oh, you're in entertainment news. There's how, you know, how can you do that? You, you know, you know, you're not, you know, covering real news or whatnot, but Think about all of the celebrities who do so much good, especially in times like these, the quarantine. I have a platform that I can help spread that and spread the news and the awareness of that. I mean, yesterday I just did a Zoom interview with Michael Costello, who is a fashion designer who went from literally dressing Mariah Carey last month during her Vegas residency to making masks now to our health heroes. And he has a million masks mission. He has already donated over 15,000 masks and he is not stopping. And it's just like, I have a platform to help spread awareness so that maybe someone else can pick up a sewing kit and do it from their own home. And, mm -hmm. you know, I love the, the, the fun interviews that, you know, we talk about your latest Netflix show or your latest album and really, you know, some, some dive deeper than others. But at the end of the day, as long as I am spreading positivity and spreading good and I'm not falling into the gossip and the negativity or the headlines, then I will be upholding kind of that pillar of journalism that I, I decided I wanted to pursue five years ago. Actually more than that. Wait, way more than that. I've been out of, I've been out of college for five years, but even before the, I, I still count college those four as oh, yeah. a part of all of it. So almost a decade now, almost a decade on this journey. So intentional living and intentional thinking is important to you. Like you don't just let, like you let life and God guide you. But when mm -hmm. you are walking through these situations and these doors and you're in interviews and different experiences, mm -hmm. like you, it's very, it seems to me that it's very important to you to be intentional with the way you think, 
with the way mm-hmm. you present yourself, with the way you choose to interpret the mm-hmm. situation? Is that, that seems to be how you, it seems to be that you're an intentional person. 100%. I mean, I, before I started at Entertainment Tonight, I was thinking of, what are their values? What are their morals as a company? What do they cover? How do they cover? How can I be valuable to this company? And that was a part of my thinking of why I wanted to be a part of the team. I mean, we are the number one entertainment news program out there. And, you know, we we uphold all of the pillars of journalism. And, you know, it's just... What are the I, pillars of you know, obviously being ethical and reporting the news in a factual way and being entertaining, engaging, and informative. And informative falls under the upholding the truth of journalism. And I mean, we, I mean, obviously we fact check everything. We get our information directly from the source and sources close to situations. And, you know, we're not just writing things to write them and we're not spreading fake news, what they say. And um, I just, I knew when I had that first interview with the team at ET, I, I walked in there and I felt the magic and I actually put their logo as my screensaver on my phone and every single day, that's what I would see. And I, you're said, individualizing. I, and I, oh my god, girl! I went to the intuition shop and I got my candles and I started, <laughs> I did my candles and like it's so funny because my mom's always like, "Wait, why are you putting your belief in candles? You should be putting your belief in God." I'm like, I'm like, no, I got both. Okay, I got God on my side, but I also have my uh, success candle that I lit every single day, and I would. I would meditate and I'd have my intentions and I said, I will work for entertainment tonight. I will work for entertainment tonight. And it happened. (laughs) How important is that to you to say those affirmations out loud? Like to say, I will work for entertainment tonight. I mean, that's a bold claim. Like how important is that for you to speak those things into existence? It's everything. I mean, people think I'm, people think I'm crazy. They're like, oh, a vision board. Why do you have one of those? I'm like, no, you have to speak what you want into existence. So yes, the universe hears it. Yes, God hears it. It's, but more so for you to focus in on that purpose and that mission and not kind of let anything get in the way of that. Because I mean, I hate to feel defeated. I hate the sense of failure. And, you know, I, I, I just, I just believed, I believed so much in the process that, I mean, I, I, like I said, I had the logo on my phone. People were like, come on, come on. I'm like, nope, I'm going to visualize it every single day. And I'm not kidding you. Like when I watch my videos back and I see that ET logo on the bottom left-hand corner, I still get the chills. I'm like, really? I'm like, is this real life? I just, you know, the, I just, it's, it's crazy to me. It is absolutely crazy to me how things have fallen into place. And, you know, I really, this, really the sky is the limit. I'm, I'm more motivated now than ever to like continue. And that's why I said earlier, I kind of, I'm like in a rut because I'm like, okay, how do I do this now? You know, I, I I should probably learn to be a little bit more embraceive of the moment and embrace it more and kind of just enjoy it. But I'm like, that's not how I work. I'm like, okay, what's next? How can we continue? How can we elevate from here? And, you know, sometimes I should probably just sit down. <laughs> so what does it feel like to be living your dreams? So many people have dreams that maybe they never even like scratch the surface of like opening up because they don't think they'll ever be able to achieve them. So, so many people do achieve their dreams, like all the spectrums out there. You are someone who is living your dreams. What does that actually feel like? The thought of living your dreams versus the reality of living your dreams. The thought is, holy crap. I've, 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 I've done it so far and I like, you know, I haven't lost sight of who I am and I'm so not to sound cocky or narcissistic, but I'm just, I'm so proud of myself because there are so many sacrifices that I've had to make along the way. I mean, I, I said goodbye to my family at 18 and I moved across the country to chase my dreams and went from New York to California and I sacrificed. Now I, I see them twice a year, Christmas and in the summer, I try to get out there, but the pride knowing how happy they are for me just, you know, is worth everything. Um, 
but you know, and, and I mean, financial sacrifices, emotional sacrifices. Um, I have put my personal life on hold for almost a decade now, um, especially within the last couple of years, um, which is, which is a personal choice of mine. I'm not asking for a pity party. I've decided I, you know, want to focus on my career more so than, you know, a relationship or whatnot at the time being, but you know, there's a lot that, you know, I, I, I will always, I, I, I will choose my career first right now and, and, and that's what's fulfilling me. Um, but there are a lot of sacrifices that I've had to make to, to get to where I am and shit. Now I'm like, <laughs> now, now you're ruining my eyelashes. <laughs> God, you look so, I'm like looking at your makeup. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no eyelashes. I have a sky on my eye. I have a no makeup on my eye. Oh my sorry. God. Sometimes I tell people, I'm like, I look like Charlize Theron from Monster. That means, like, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you could never. You could never. You were, and the only reason, people are probably like, why is she wearing eyelashes? I swear I had a, a shoot this morning that I had to do, and then I actually am doing a Instagram live with a friend of mine later today who's um just got started in the industry and i'm gonna help her out with that so hey but honestly that's the thing that i think is so cool that you're sharing is yes you are living your career dreams like you're getting to do all these amazing things but with that that's the flip side of so many of these dreams that we we look at celebrities entertainment hosts like yourself we look at people Mm -hmm. in the spotlight and we're like oh my gosh they don't have one problem in the world their life is so great all this stuff but really to get to that level where you are operating on the A team in the big leagues, like mm-hmm. doing doing the deal, comes so many other things that you cannot do that you have to give up that have to yeah. come second to your career because like it's just so demanding. It's scary too. It's intimidating. You said like the A game. I mean, I am with I'm working with the best in the business, and I may be able to kind of mask that, but on the inside, I shoot. Sometimes I get the jitters, and you know, I I. I try to always remain confident. I'm like, I, I can do what they're doing. I can do what they're doing. And, you know, I, I, I do it. Do you ever feel like you're not, this is not you at all. But for me, sometimes, sometimes I feel like when I get in situations, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I, I'm, I don't even know how I'm in this situation. I don't even know how I got this, like how I got to be here, like how I'm having this interaction. Like, is this a mistake? Like, I feel like, oh my God, like I am such a hot mess idiot in my head like I'm like how did I get hired for this which is not you at all because you are such a badass professional (laughs) but have you ever had those moments where say you're interviewing Angelina Jolie and you're like what in the world like this is bizarre that I am here it's more of like it's more of the pinch me moments it's more of like holy crap did I just get that opportunity like I for example I covered the CMA awards with entertainment tonight this past November and I did it for the broadcast because I am on the digital team and so I'm a host and producer for the digital team but the you know obviously the broadcast we are all one team as entertainment tonight but there's different kind of uh, branches of our company um, and you know to, to to be able to have that opportunity with the broadcast team and be able to represent on TV and also on digital on our screens was like, holy crap, this is incredible. This is amazing. How did they choose me? Why did they choose me? But then you have to remember, no, like I've been working for this. I've been working my butt off. I have been putting in the time, um, the extra hours, the, you know, the reporting, the writing, all of it. And it's like, wow, I, I, I get this moment and you can't, you can't self-doubt yourself. You know, yeah. you have to you have to remind yourself that you have that opportunity for a reason and don't give other don't give them a reason not to bring you back in that position. <laughs> so you got to do the best that you can. I was very 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 nervous for that red carpet um because I felt like I had a lot of eyeballs on me and a lot of pressure. This was my first big opportunity for the brand as a whole and you know when I got text messages after that were like, "Oh my god, you killed it." You know, it just it was it was the best feeling on on earth. I mean, you get such a high and the, the adrenaline rush and you know, nights of award shows, you know how it is. Like you you laid your head down on your pillow later that night sometimes more intoxicated than others. And you just, you feel like you just are like, damn, that feels good. Yes. Yes. But you know, beyond just all of your hard work and all of your commitment to your craft and this career, you also have to have the it factor and you have the it factor. Tell me, (laughs) tell me though, because like you can be the most 
schooled person ever in journalism. You can know everything up and down about the business. You can know everything about every celebrity out there. And mm -hmm. I don't even know, you can know all the things that you need to know. But if you don't have that relatability and that ability to connect with people and draw mm -hmm. stories out of people, you can't get the good stuff. So tell me like, what is that for you? Like beyond the actual nuts and bolts of what it takes to be a journalist, what is the extra that is important to you to get those heartwarming stories? I think the it factor for me with that is being from the Midwest, to be honest with you. Like we're just friendly people. We talk to people, you know, when you pass someone by at the mall, you, you know, you say, Hey, or you say, how are you? Or whatnot. And when I moved to New York, that was the biggest like eye opener for me. I'm like, Oh my God, people are not that friendly here. They're not very, like, they're not very welcoming. And so when I sit down in an interview and I ask you how you are, I genuinely mean that. I want to know how you are. How's your family? How are your kids doing? You know, when I ask you a question, really, it's not for a headline. It's because I genuinely care about, you know, your daughter, or your son, or this or that. And I just think, you know, being from the Midwest, like I said at the very beginning, I, I'm I'm a I'm a curious human being, and I I feel like for me, my interview style is just very organic. It's very authentic. I like to approach my interviews as just a conversation with a friend of mine. That friend of mine could be Garth Brooks, <laughs> or it could be Joe Schmo. You know, just being myself. And I think sometimes when you do get nervous, that can get in the way because then you start thinking of like, oh God, what's my next question? Right. Um, can't let that get in the way. I mean, you know how it is. You do interviews all the time. You just have to listen. You have to listen and just have a conversation with someone and just be yourself. If you have a joke to make, make the joke. If you, you know, just always stay true to yourself and be authentic and you're going to get that from your subject that you're interviewing. The more, also I found the more that I can kind of open up to them and, and, and lay it out on the table, I can get more from that person and not using that as a tactic, but just making them feel comfortable. Um, I, I really, you know, I just, God, this is going to sound so like narcissistic and, and whatnot, but I just think being nice, being nice, yeah. and being kind and, and, and being genuine about it. I mean, you could have all the skills in the world and all the talents in the world, but at the end of the day, if you're not a nice person, that's going to shine right through. If you are fake, your audience is going to pick up on that in a second. Yes. And I think that's really what separates a lot of people in this industry now is how you treat other people too. When the lights aren't on, when that camera light goes off and it's time to break down the set, are you helping out your crew? Are you doing what you can? And do to thank them and be appreciative of them? Or are you just grabbing your bag and walking out and going on with your day? You know, mm -hmm. I just, I feel like the it factor really isn't about looks anymore or anything. I, I mean, agree. No, I think looks are a part, but it's not just that. It's so much more. So much more. Uh, at the end of the day, it's especially in our industry, I think, you know, if you are kind and you remain true to yourself, you will succeed and you'll rise to the top. Like I said, the truth will always prevail. It always does. It does. Well, I don't want to take all of your day because you're so sweet to talk to me oh and I freaking adore you. I mean, I have been adoring you from afar from a long time. Aww. We like Instagram chat and text. I know. And one day when quarantine's over, I really want to grab a cocktail and hang out. Oh, but we should. I'm so proud of you. It's so Thank fun to you. watch your star keep shining and growing. And you're such a bright light to this world in so, so many much. ways. Like it's such, it's so inspiring to see a young woman. I feel like my grandmother, a young woman following, <laughs> following your heart though, and committing to a dream Aww. and staying true to yourself while you're doing it. I mean, that's really awesome. And you, you have great work ethic. You have great like self-talk and determination oh. and you have just a great head on your shoulders and it's so fun to get to watch you just keep turning into the person you were meant to be on this earth and following that relentlessly and unapologetically. And that's inspiring. You know, I, I, I appreciate that so much. And it's, it's women like you who, you know, 
I'm so grateful for, especially in this industry, you know, female empowerment is huge. And, you know, there's, there's no place for cattiness or pettiness in, in, in this space, this bubble that I'm in. And, you know, we may deal with it all the time, but, you know, women like you and, and Marley Sherwood, who I absolutely adore, like, I mean, just everyone has been so supportive and there are so many women in this industry all trying to chase their dreams, but we can do it together. You know, we can be on this podcast together and then I can, you know, do something with you from my end and we can all be supportive and cheerleaders uh, cheerleaders of each other it's just like it it means the world to me and luckily i i i mean i may have had one or two bad experiences with like women in the industry but like i said you, you keep your head down you stay true to yourself you can't worry about what they're doing um and how they're doing it and what they're doing to you you just have to keep your eyes on the prize and stay in your own lane and and have a great support system like women like you, you know, in that. And trust your journey. Like you're doing, yeah. like you, you trust your calling and your destiny. And when you, when you give it up to God in that way, you really can't fail because it's so much bigger than anything else. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, God's leading the way. And that's just as a relief. And you're doing such a great job of that. So I end all my podcasts with leave your light. What do you want people to know? It's just open-ended, broad question. I want people to know that at the end of the day, it will all be okay. When you get a no, when you get a rejection, it's because there is a bigger and better plan for you. And timing is everything. And God has, has plans for you. And he has a reason for why things happen. And just trust it. Love that. Oh my God. Happy <laughs> Delora. You are oh. amazing. Thank you. So, so are you for joining oh. me. Thank you. I appreciate everything that you've done, you know, to support me and even just having me on your podcast. And, you know, it's women like you who um, are so inspiring in our, our business. And, you know, you're bringing all these positive stories to light and, and shining light on amazing women. And um, I'm a big fan of yours. Well, girl, mutual admiration club forever. Vir- <laughs> virtual hug. Virtual um, hug. Don't, don't hang up, but I'm going to end this. Okay. Okay. All right. Don't hang up. Let me figure. I still don't know how to edit. Wait. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.orgslash CD for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.